gentlemen. Yes, this is Hazy Reacts. I'm your host, Chris Skyhawk. I thank Bert and Sue, my friend, for being in here engineering the show tonight. We are going to cover some issues with logging. Oh, that was Bruce Coburn, by the way, with his classic song, If a Tree Falls. And we'll be covering some logging issues with our first two guests tonight. And at the end of the show, I'll be interviewing Kelda Britton. Kelda is a teacher in Round Valley and Covalo, and she'll be talking about marches that Native people are doing along the North Coast to commemorate the Trails of Tears that happened in the 1800s here in California. So I'm pretty excited about the show tonight. My first guest is Kent Graney. Hi, Chris. Kent, hello. I'm so glad you're with us, Kent. Kent, uh, just, just by way of introduction, I will say that you are a forest activist and Mendocino Coast resident, and you're going to tell us about the action camp that's been happening in Jackson State. State Forest in the Timber Harvest Plan known as the Casper 500. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on out there, Kent? What would you like people to know? Okay, well, we've we've been out there active since, uh, oh, gosh, you know, there was tree setting being done back in April, but we've really gotten active when the logging started in mid-June. Uh, the name Gemini Action Camp comes from uh, some great women activists that we have in our group who took under their protection a really large second-growth redwood. Um, their birthdays all fall in early to mid-June, so there you go, Gemini tree. <laughs> and uh, she's really important to us, that tree. We're protecting her all the time. We're always checking on her. We've always got somebody there. Um, we also do a lot of direct action work. There's lots of people in our group that go out into the forest. We've, we've paused the logging now. It's been paused for weeks. Uh, they, they actually endanger themselves to get out there and stop the logging, um, and they've been successful, and we're really proud of them. Our, our main mission is to offer uh, constant presence for the protection of the trees and all living things in Jackson Forest. We, we keep a watch out for activity of any kind, especially logging, that might bring any kind of harm. We're also there to offer educational materials to keep the public informed about the current status and history of JDSF, Jackson Forest, is what that stands for. Government-to-government -government talks between the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians and the state, and also uh, information on forest fire ecology. Uh, we're, we're also gathering signatures for a two-year moratorium on logging. Uh, and we've gathered quite a few. You'll find us at the kiosk scales area in Casper both days of the week. I'll give directions to that a little later. Yes, we will be sure that okay, people ahead, have sir. your phone number and email so they can get involved, Kent. I think it's okay. quite remarkable what has been accomplished out there through your efforts and so many other people. The California Department of Forestry, under the auspices of Cal Fire now, they're actually, you actually stopped them from falling trees for weeks now. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, we feel pretty proud of that. We've got some awfully brave people in our group that, that have managed to, to make that happen. Um, I'd like to just go on and say that we, we table there. You can find us there most days of the week. Um, you really ought to come out and, and get out there, all of you. Uh, there's lots of trails for hiking and camping in designated areas, biking, horseback riding, lots more. Uh, we'd, we'd like to see more presence there and show Cal Fire in this state that we are all taking part in that forest. It's, it's, the, it's the people's forest. Let's get out there. For instance, my wife set up a space in the forest for meditation every Thursday from 9.30 to 10, um, and quite a few people are attending. 
Also on Thursday around 10 to noon, Chad Swimmer, a co-lead person for the Mendocino Trail Stewards, joins with other people doing music and singing and dancing. That's pretty cool. Um, which, day is Chad, camp, which day is Chad doing that? Yeah, Chad, Chad's doing that every Thursday. Every Thursday, okay. Yeah, it's very nice. And med- meditations at which day again? Thursday at 9.30. It's just a very short walk down to where uh, people meet in the forest. There's a nice little clearing with logs to sit on and encourage people to bring their own chairs for that, too. There's, there's also a lot of other possibilities for gathering there. Uh, I mean, you can, with distancing, of course, at this point, um, some ideas are yoga, poetry readings, drumming circles, guided nature walks. We, we would just really love to see people out there. So the idea is uh, just to maintain the community presence there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While we're while we're on a keeping a watchful eye on things too. So shall I give directions to the kiosk? Please do, Ken. Yeah. Company? Okay. So in Casper, there on Highway One, you just go east on Fern Creek Road to the first right, which is Casper Orchard Road. Keep going until it turns to the left. Uh, it turns into Casper Logging Road. Then go one mile to the wide opening, and you'll see the kiosk under a large redwood tree there. Well, we usually have a table set up. That's where Action Camp meets and where uh, where the trails take off. You'll find a lot of friendly folks there, I'm sure. You'll find a nice way to fit in. Also, I'd really like to say that there's a, we don't have a date yet, but there'll be a nonviolent training coming up. We're a nonviolent group, and... Uh, so you can, I'm going to give you my phone number here in a sec, and you can call me, and we can get you on a list to sign up for that. Uh, we'd, we'd really like people to do that before they, uh, you know, become part of the group. But you can also just come out and sit with us, just be with us. And uh, we've got lots of materials there. You can learn a lot of things from the people at the table, and we'll get you informed. So I'm going to do some contact stuff here. Is that okay, Chris? Please do, Ken, yeah. Okay, so my phone number is 707-813-0016. And again, my name is Kent Graney. Um, you can also, to get well-informed, very dense website is mendocinotrailstewards.com. Another one is savejackson.org. And on Twitter, mama.tree.mendo. And on Facebook, Mama Tree. I'll also add, add one in here. Anne-Marie Stenberg has been putting out pretty regular notifications about Action Camp and all things related to Jackson. Her email is ams at mcn.org. She's putting out very informative, useful emails, too. Right, and you can, you can write her directly and say that you want to uh, stay informed, and also I think you can sign up through her for uh, a nonviolent training, too. Do you know what the date of the next training is, Kent? No, it's pending. Okay. We're still trying to set it up. Kent, I always thank you so much. I always like to take it uh, personal, and I'm wondering what motivates you to be involved in this cause? Could you ask that again? I, I, was, that. I was wondering what motivates you to be involved as you are. Well, I've lived lived here for like 42 years, and I, I had a business and five employees, and I was always just too busy to uh, get things done like this, to be an activist. I wanted to, but I was had too much to do at home and too tired. So when this came up, um, my wife, Liz, and I just uh, 
we'd, we'd had a few years of retirement. We were pretty relaxed at this point, and it was time to give. And um, I, I'm a, a plant lover, a forest lover, a tree lover, and I just don't see the sense in cutting down the biggest carbon sequesters on the planet. And uh, we need them here. We need them to stay on the ground. Well, I want to just I want to just um, dovetail in what you just said. We have discovered that second growth redwood forests, which are predominant predominant on Jackson State, are the finest carbon sequestration forests on the entire planet. So that, yeah, and, and fifty thousand acres worth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's make let's put a moratorium on logging and um, make this a, a redwood reserve. That's the ultimate goal, and to slide it into the thirty by thirty plan as well yes and you you're calling for a two-year moratorium at this point yep that's right yeah we've gathered quite a few signatures we had a real successful uh forest fest in casper you probably many of you heard of or went to um it was really successful uh, a lot of people came a lot of people were excited to learn what they learned and a lot of good music and food too Ken, I'm going to ask you one more time just to give out your phone number and contact in case people were reaching for their pencil or their iPad or whatever. One more okay. time, the contacts. Here we go. 707-813-0016. And the email again? Was there an email with that or just a phone? I can, I can give you one. It's Graney, my last name, G-R-A-N-E-Y at mcn.org. Do you have any, any? I'm sorry to keep moving along. We have quite a packed show tonight. Ken. Is there anything you'd like to add here? I, I think I've I've covered it. Um, just just proud to be a part of this group. Just loaded with special people, um, and I think I think everybody's doing an incredible job, as well as the other organizations that we're dovetailing with too. Uh, did you mention what times it comes to the kiosk each day? Um, it varies. Uh, it varies. We're, we're, we're sort of changing it up right now. We're trying to include the weekends. We haven't been because we've been focused on logging hours. Um, so it's, it's ch- just now changing. So I think hopefully starting this weekend, you'll see presence on the weekend, but the time varies. So hopefully you'll catch somebody when you show up. Ken, I thank you very much for all your efforts, and thank you for being with us tonight, too. Yeah, thank really you, too, Chris. It. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay. Take okay, care. We're going to move on to the next guest. Thanks much. Thanks again, Kent. Bye. Bye. Our next guest is going to be Jeannie Jackson of the Golala's Friends of the Golala River. She'll talk to us about what's happening on the Golala. But first, we have a song for you. That is a very fine folk singer. Many of you know Jim Page from Seattle. He elegantly repurposes the classic Woody Guthrie song, This Land's Your Land, This Land Ain't Your Land. He does an interesting twist there. I think it makes a good point. Our next guest is Jeannie Jackson. She is from the Friends of the Golala River, and we're going to pot her up. Hello, Jeannie. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm especially glad to hear your voice. Thank you for being on the show with yeah. us tonight on KZOX. You're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. Well, Jeannie, I want to I want to dive in as much as we can with the time that we have on what's happening on the Gola. Why don't you talk a little about what the Friends of Gola are? 
Well, we're a group of uh, locals, a totally grassroots organization. Um, no one's paid. We're all volunteers, and what we have is a passion for the Wallala River. And we, um, we try to give voice to the river and the creatures that call it home. And so what kind of activities do you do to, to give that voice? Well, what the, the problem that this particular river has is that much of the watershed is owned by logging interests. So there's a, for decades there has been a lot of logging going on, and um, that's caused the river problems. The river is, uh, has been deemed impaired because of sediment, sediment from logging roads and logging operations. So there's a lot of pressure on this river. It also provides water for the town of Wallala and for the Sea Ranch. And there's other uh, businesses uh, along the river that take water out of the river for farming and whatever. But the main, the main uh, concern is the effects of logging on the river. And we've, the Wallala River is known, has been known for its teeming uh, coho salmon and steelhead. And what's happened to, with the river, because of the sediment, uh, the river temperature has risen. And if the temperature rises too high, you lose the coho. And if it rises another five degrees, you lose the steelhead. So we're, we're very concerned about that. And we've been really concerned in particular about a particular logging plan in the floodplain of the river called Dogwood. And I think you've heard of it. I sure have. I was going to ask you specifically to talk about the next. It sounds like you'd like to go there now, so please do. Sure. Well, Dogwood, um, the property changed hands about five years ago, five or six years ago, and a man by the name of Roger Birch bought the, all of the watershed land, the logging. It's like oh, nearly 30,000 acres. And so his first timber harvest plan, his hello to the community, was Dogwood. And Dogwood is their name for a particular logging plan that starts at the boundary of Wallala Point Regional Park Campground, so on the east side of Highway 1, and then it goes five miles up the river in uh, these what they call units. And when we saw this timber harvest plan, first of all, we were horrified. Um, the, the redwood trees that are in the floodplain, they serve a purpose for the river. They actually, their roots actually help clean the river of sediment. And they grow, you know, quite large there because they don't mind having their feet wet. They can survive in the water. And, um, they, so they, they do have an important part to play for the, in the river. And timber harvest, uh, rules say that you're not supposed to disturb the floodplain. So we, we, right off the bat, our radar went off and we thought we have to oppose this. Uh, we have to fight it, and we've had protests, and Fogger, that's our acronym, Fogger, Friends of Wallala River, uh, has sued uh, over this timber harvest plan and in state court uh, uh, under the CEQA laws, which are the California Environmental Quality Act. And each, the first time we won on some of the issues that we raised, and then the uh, logging company, which is Wallala Redwoods Timber, or GRT, they would amend the, the dogwood timber harvest plan and come back with another one that gets rubber stamped again by CAL FIRE. And we sued for a second time, and we won the second time. And the same thing happened again. They resubmitted. The third time around, we lost. 
and we appealed it to the state appeals court, and we lost there also. So this has been going on for about five years, and we decided that we just couldn't let it go. It's too important to us, to the community, and, and to a lot of people, not just people here on the Mendocino and Sonoma Coast, but people from far away have sent in donations to Fogger to help us in this fight. It's been quite heartwarming. So when we thought, what could we do now, uh, our president, Charlie Ivor, he contacted the Center for Biological Diversity. Now, they're a, they're a really big environmental organization. They're, they're worldwide and uh, quite successful and, and well thought of. And they decided that, that our, our situation here deemed that they would pair with us on a Federal Endangered Species Act lawsuit. So this is so huge for us, Chris. I mean, yeah. we're just this little group, you know. Right, you're in <laughs> the big time have... now. <laughs> exactly. We're, in the, we're with the big time anyway right. with CBD. So uh, we came up with an agreement as to how much we had to raise for this federal suit, which was a lot of money for us, $150,000. It seemed daunting, and CBD had their amount that they had agreed to pay. And so we went into an agreement with them, and we hired an attorney, a San Francisco attorney, uh, Stuart Gross of Gross and Klein, quite experienced with Endangered Species Act. And we had a, a lot of experts come and study the river. The, one of the most fascinating, Chris, is that there's a, a new technology called eDNA where a scientist will come and take water samples from the river and they can detect the different animals' DNA in the river. So it allowed us to prove that there are endangered species in the Wallala River. So that was big. I had not heard of that. That's news to me. I learned yeah, something every day. To, it was news to me too, Chris. It's just <laughs> an amazing new technology. So, the what the eDNA found was uh, that the, definitely the river has the California red-legged frog, and it also has the northern steelhead. But we also found eDNA for coho salmon, and we know the salmon is greatly reduced in the river because of the temperature rising. So we were thrilled to find out that there was DNA for coho in the river, and it was found by the North Fork, which is where the, the fish go to spawn. It's uh, the refuge of the fish. It's the cold water and, and deep ponds. So we have proof that there are endangered species in the river, and we believe that logging in the floodplain will harm these creatures. So they did so, go. They did. Did did did, did go and log it. You're saying though. Yeah, unfortunately, we we went to court um, about uh, a month ago in front of a federal judge, Judge Donato, and he gave us uh, a two week temporary restraining order, so there would be no logging, and then he came and made his decision. And he 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 said that we could not sue in federal court because we had already sued in state court and lost, and we're just totally perplexed by this ruling, and so we immediately decided that we had to appeal it to the Ninth District Court of Appeals, and we were in the process of doing that just a few days, and in the response from Wallala Redwoods Timber uh, attorneys, they said, well. By Wednesday of last week, that's just last week, all of Dogwood will be logged. So they were ready, they were primed, and they got in there and they started logging like crazy. 
And so I'm really, I'm, I'm very sad about it. I'm, um, it's a terrible blow, not just to us, but to the river. Yes. You know, I, I was I was shocked to hear it was logged. I thought you guys had at least had a holding p- pattern against it. I'm br- terribly sorry, Jeannie. I know it. It is a blow, and uh, I I just it just uh, amazes me that the this this owner and this company they'll do anything they can to to take trees. It's it's all about money. It's not about the river. It's not about our community. It's all about money, and you know these redwood trees, other than the role that they have to play. In taking care of the river, they're they're carbon sinks. You know they have a role to play in our fight against climate change, and um, a lot of creatures live in them. Um, there's some fascinating books about the canopies of old growth redwoods and and the life that they support. So uh, it is it is a blow. It is uh, there's no doubt about it. It is a blow, Chris. It, we we lost in this short time when they went in and you'd you'd be absolutely blown away by how fast they can kill a tree how fast they can cut down a tree so they just go in and uh, all the trees that were previously marked for this logging they come in and cut them down and then then they have the longer process of of dragging them out and in uh, and, and in fact with dogwood they called it a light a light cut it wasn't a clear cut. They are doing clear cut in the Wallala watershed. Don't don't be surprised. Um, but this one was not a clear cut. But it's it's not so much the trees that got cut down. It's how they take them out and the damage that they do to the floodplain and these endangered species that live there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Jeannie, I am I am so sorry that happened. I I know. You know, I spent a, lot, a bunch of time during my supervi- supervisor campaign a few years back getting to know Charlie and a, non- a number of people in your organization. And so I know personally how much that dogwood area meant to you guys. So I'm yeah. terribly sorry. Thank you, Chris. And I know we, we, lost this, we, we lost this fight, but there's still more, you know, lots more to do. And we, we do have some really good news that happened where we were able to acquire, when I say we, I mean the general community and people who love to visit here too, we were able to acquire what's called Mill Bend. It's like 140 acres and it includes the um, estuary lagoon of the Wallala River and it goes all the way up to the Wallala Arts Center. So that's really exciting that um, our land conservancy, the Redwood Coast Land Conservancy, along with Fogger's help, Fogger was very instrumental in, in helping to make this happen. We acquired it and closed escrow on it uh, late last year. We have a lot of plans for it. It's going to be very exciting, and uh, we hope that it will be the start of a river park, and maybe somehow we can uh, acquire more of the land uh, that is the floodplain of the river so we can protect it forever. Well, gee, one of the things I want to do tonight there is so much in the world. There is so much has very dire, a lot of dire headlines right now, and you just lost you just lost those trees under dogwood, which I know was difficult for you. So my question to you is, how how do you keep energized and keep moving forward in difficult times? I, I think, yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. It's easy to get discouraged, but we have a lot of good people that we've. Um, come together as a group 
and it's, it's, it's very inspiring to uh, learn from them and to, to work with them, so that helps. Um, it also helps to know that the river was here long before we were, and the creatures that live in it were here before we were. And so in the long run, I think if we can take our, our human beings' uh, impact out of the river and the floodplain, it will recover. Um, I had my friend Peggy Berryhill, which I, who I know you know quite well. Um, she told me on her radio show not too long ago, she said, Jeannie, we are the invasive species. And it really kind of rocked me back mm-hmm. because in some, in some ways we are. And it, it takes people like you and me and others of like-minded people that, that want to give a voice to the river and a voice to the wildlife. And I, I, take, um, I take courage from our young people. In non-COVID times, I, I get asked to speak at the Point Arena Middle School, their science class, and I show them uh, pictures of the Wallala River and the many, many creatures and plants that, that live in and alongside it. And I see their their interest, and and I think that they that they are learning from our mistakes, and I do take comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeannie, I want to ask: How can people be in touch with your organization? Well, we um, have a website. Uh, org. It's a fabulous website. There's lots of interesting things on there. Um, a lot of people have had input into it. I've, I have some of my Mendenoma sightings photos for the seasons on there. There's studies on the trees in the watershed. Um, they all, also, Fogger does more things than just fight lawsuits. <laughs> um, so there, there's a lot of news about what we're doing, and it's exciting. One of the things that's being created by one of our members, Chris Pullman, is a topographical table like you would see in, say, the Exploratorium or some of the fine museums where it will show the, all the river and tributaries and all of the creatures that call it home and many, many things. And it's being developed right now, and it will be installed in the uh, Wallala Point Regional Park Visitor Center. So I'm excited about that. Again, it's something I think that will reach children, which is something that's particularly close to my heart. Well, Jeannie, thank you so much for speaking so eloquently to the issues on the Golala. I thank you for being on KZWX last tonight and bringing this information to people further north of Golala. I know you work with KGUA down there quite a bit. And yes, I so do, it's but good that, to, I've been on... Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm saying, I'm saying it's good to let your neighbors a little further to the north know what's going on in the Guala, too. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, Chris, and you take care. Okay, have a great night. All right, thank you. Bye. Thank you. That was Jeannie Jackson of the Friends of the Guala River. I thank you for being with us. And next, my next guest is Kelda Britton. We'll listen to a song, and then we'll have a Kelda on. Will there never be an Bruce Coburn with his song, Indian Wars. Yes, that, it, that was Jackson Brown you heard there on background vocals. That's Bruce's song from 1992 off his CD. Kelda Britton is having trouble on her end with her phone. We get her, but by the time we start to patch through the board, her phone is dropping. I'm really sorry this has happened because she has an extraordinary article in an online news outlet called the Shasta Scout. She is from from the Pitt River area. 
Oh, Kelda, she lives in Round Valley. She's a teacher there, and she wrote an article in the Shasta, in the Shasta online outlet talking about this commemorative march that she is part of where the Pitt River people do a march to Round Valley. It kind of parallels the Nome Cult Walk, which happens here in Mendocino County where a number of Round Valley people hike over the mountains to Round Valley to commemorate a forced march uh, that happened in the 1800s. And both of these walks, they do lots of ceremony along the way, lots of healing prayers for the many terrible things that have happened. And a number of European-American supporters come out and walk with them and support their their cause. And it did dovetail into one of the issues that I wanted to talk about, which is a number of causes we have right now where European-Americans are showing up and being supportive with indigenous First Nations people and many causes. It started out at Dakota Access Pipeline very strongly, where literally thousands of European-American people showed up to help the to help stop the Dakota Access Pipeline. We're seeing it in Minnesota right now at Line 3. Again, people come from all over the country and all over the world to support indigenous peoples there. It's happening right here in Jackson State Forest, too, where the Coyote Valley Band of Tupomo is having government-to-government consultations with the state around what happened in Jackson State. Now, recently, some of you may know that they had Priscilla Hunter, the tribal chair of of Coyote Valley and her partner Polly Gervin were supposed to have government to government consultation with Jackson State and on a day about 50 European American uh, supporters showed up out there and while well, Cal Fire they called it a protest so they they'd postponed this consultation it wasn't a protest it was just supporting supporting saying we're tired you know people need to take seriously Native American concerns I was there. It was a really lovely day. I'll never forget the look on Priscilla Hunter's face when she saw all those people showing up to support them. I thought she was going to cry. Maybe she did. I mean, her face could have powered Fort Bragg if you put her into power grid. I mean, it was it was amazing, a moment of healing. After centuries centuries of repression and, and genocide, to be supported by a European-American community, it was quite astounding. And I think that kind of thing is happening all over the planet. I we'll, we'll open up. We'll take some phone calls here in a couple minutes. But I, I think that these times are. I think they're obviously very transformational. I don't need to tell anybody out there listening the, the trouble that we're in and a number of fronts. But I also wanted to say, you know, I think that something great can happen now. And no, throughout our history, nobody ever becomes a hero or has a rise in consciousness without a severe test. So I think every act of love counts now. Every act of love counts. And in, in to be joyful and loving in everything we do is really, really important. And I think because whatever is happening, we're obviously being put to the test as an entire planet. And something will happen from this test. And what do we want to see on the other side of it? So I hope that people are proceeding with joy and with love and all that they do. Okay, that's my soapbox there. I guess we'll open the phone line and see if anybody wants to jump in on this conversation with the last few minutes that we have on the show. 895-2448. Good, after- good evening, Call You're on the air. Hi, Skyhawk. This is Naomi. Naomi, uh, hello. Hey, I'll, I'll fill in the space a little bit here. Great show. I just would like, I'm looking out over this very smoky, smoky sky, and I think we're all, you know, everybody is rattled about fire and water, earth and sky. 
And, wow, have these elements ever been more intensely present in our awareness than they are now? Um, and it's just kind of um, tragic but also good that we finally are getting it, and yet we're so on the brink of catastrophe and just looking at the sky and not being able to breathe the air is such an intense reminder. I know a lot of people are running out of water. Um, so just we have to find ways to soothe ourselves at the same time that we are trying to fight for the last good trees that could possibly save us from this disaster. And I just want to say that um, climate change is affecting us all. And... Um, it's hard to keep going sometimes when you're under this much stress and the awareness of it sometimes increases the stress. But being together with other forest activists and with our friends and family, um, I was just made aware of how much people care and are concerned about each other from the fire alert that we had yesterday in my neighborhood at 5 a.m. We were told to evacuate. And uh, we didn't have to, ultimately, but it was just one of those, you know, jump out of bed, mm. adrenaline pumping kind of things that we're, many people are going through and will keep going through. And I was talking to one of our um, sister activists up in Humboldt. She's a tree sitter um, that we know. She came here to help us put up the tree sit in Jackson. Um, and she was saying, she's in her 20s, and she was saying, yeah, and it's going to be like this for the rest of my life which is such a sobering thought. Mm. Um, I guess I'm kind of rambling here, but I just want to say um, the participation of the youth and the elders together and the multi-generational effort that Jackson is, is putting out is just incredibly powerful and heartening. And um, if we can get, make this happen, it is just going to be an amazing step forward um, or step backwards from the precipice, I guess. So thanks for letting me ramble here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for helping us today. We appreciate that. Love you. Later. Love you, too. Thank you. That was Neville Wagner of Red Nation, Earth First. 895-2448 if you'd like to join our conversation here a little bit. We're talking about the forestry issues and tribal reconciliation and cultural healing or anything else you think is important to say at this time. Naomi brought in a perspective of, oh, yeah, I feel for that young person saying the rest of my life is going to... I think I'm only in my 60s, and I can still remember a time when there's a somewhat normal climate. It used to rain around here. Now we, we don't have rain. We get showers once in a while. And people call it rain, but it's not. Those of us who, who lived on the Mendocino Coast for a while know what real rain is. Even where I grew up, there used to be... Oh, we have another call. Hello, call you around the air. Oh, please turn your radio off, caller. Yes, I'm calling in. Uh, call, yeah, am I on the air now? Radio. Yes, you are. And turn your radio off, too, please. Yes. Uh, my hey. name's Randy. Hey, Randy. I'm a Miwok person. Hello, Randy. From uh, Sacramento. How you doing? And I'm sitting here with this Kato woman named Atta. <gasps> Hello, and Atta. I was listening to the, le I was listening to the lady from the Gato River. And uh, why are you guys not seeking a wild scenic designation for that? And has, my my question is why you know are she is she looking into that? Well, you made a good point on the oversight. We'll, we will take that in for sure. <laughs> okay, and he said hello, Anna. Hi, Chris. Hi, Anna. 
good <laughs> show. We're on the road, and you know, so we're listening. So, okay. Yes, and I'm sorry about the oversight. Don't worry. You take care. Okay, Have you a good too. One. Let's play. This, let's finish out that song that we were playing. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willetson Dukayan 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.